Welcome to the S&M Experience. Bah. All right, welcome everybody to the S&M Experience podcast. The podcast where S&M stands for Spaghetti and Meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Spaghetti and Meatballs. Yeah, so good. R- wrap it up on a fork. Sometimes you use a spoon if you're fancy. I'm not. Yeah, is that your technique? Uh, no, I try. I do the uh, the very loose kind of scoop and try to spin it. And it doesn't mm-hmm. happen. I end up just stuffing it in there and slurping. Yeah. See, yeah. I don't slurp. I do the thing where like I stick the the mound of noodles in my mouth and it kind of cut off with my teeth. Oh, yeah. The rest of it just drop down. So it's like a put them in my mouth, chomp. Yeah. And then the, by the end, I just have all these little short noodles. And you can it's just really disappointing. lick them up. Jen, what's your technique? Mm, I'm mostly Lady in the Trampet. Mm. Whole, whole time. Kiss so like every noodle. Kissing you a dog. Only eat a noodle if there's a man at the other end. Or a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Singular, one by one, and the only one there's kisses. Can't, can't eat that by yourself. No. No. That's a partner food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Fruit. Thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm Steven. Um, saying hello. Um, I'm Jen Pepper. We have Jen. Saying toodles. No, I'm saying hi too. I'm Matthew. I'm saying hello. Yeah, we all said hello. That's good. Except for hey, Jen, so she was kind of tricky. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I had this question I was pondering. Uh huh. Who would you guys be most excited to have listening to the podcast? We should all say it at once. Okay. Because I think it's going to be the same person. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me just let me let me take a moment. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure it's gonna be the same person. Okay, okay, I got it. Okay. One, two, two three. Billy Bob Thornton. Who'd you say, Jen? Michael Caine. Or should oh. I say, Michael Caine? Michael Caine. Yeah, and you said Billy Bob Thornton. I said Billy Bob Thornton. Matt, did you say the Queen? Why would you guys say anyone other than the queen? Uh, Jen was pretty close. I was yeah. way, I was way off. <laughs> Two older people. Mm-hmm. British. That's true. Yeah. Well, I guess you know Billy Bob Thornton isn't isn't no spring chicken anymore. <laughs> no. But he's very decidedly un-British. He's an autumn chicken by now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I just thought I thought everyone would think the queen would be pretty interested to have listened to their show. I guess. I mean, what if she listens to podcasts? The Queen? Yeah. If she listens to podcasts? Probably Serial. Mm-hmm. She's probably into that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. My first thought was I was going to say uh, uh, Ben Affleck was going to be my yeah. choice. Because I just thought if he listens, Matt Damon definitely listens. Oh, so yeah, yeah. For one. yeah, it's That's a two for one deal. Hey, Matt, he Matt you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this, Matt. Yeah, yeah. That's true. If you ever need two celebrities on your side, you actually just need to convince one of them. Yeah. The other mm-hmm. comes for free. Yeah, that's true. What about the Olsen twins? Mm, that's yeah, but decidedly you, less cool. Do you want them on your side? Well, they could. They have their sister, Elizabeth Olsen. She's pretty cool. She's an Avenger. You sure? Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that. She played Scarlet Witch. You guys know? Okay. Cool. Are there any other like celebrity duos that get like in the same vein? Is that like where if you get one, you get the other? Oh, uh, Pal, Pal Pacino and uh, De Niro. You say Pal Pacino? Pal Pacino, yeah. That's what his friends call him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pal, Pal Pacino. Hey. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I just thought of Steve Martin and 
and uh, Queen Latifah. <laughs> Classic duo. <Yeah. laughs> Bringing down the host. Steve Martin and um, Martin Short. What's his name? Martin Short. Yeah. Yeah. They're like a. They're like a. They're chummy. Duo, they're chummy. Right? Chummy. Mm-hmm. Get one, maybe you get the other. Okay, who would you want to have as your celebrity pal? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing like Steve hanging out with Slip of the Bass, man. Slip of the Bass. <laughs> uh, I don't know who I'd. Hmm. Probably Queen Latifah for this, too. Me? Yeah, yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> I would just say Julia. <laughs> I would love if it was Julia Louis Dreyfus, but yeah. like, the odds yeah. of that happening are like zero. I don't think she would duo up with anybody, do you think? Mm-hmm. She's uh, no. gotta go solo. Yeah, she's a lone wolf. She's never ever gonna have a celebrity be a thing, <coughs> ever. That could be. Uh, so I don't know if it would work. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So that dream has to die. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Mm? Matt, who would you be? Oh, uh, Judy Dench, of course. <laughs> yeah, but everyone could be like, if you get Judy Dench, you got Matthew Minor yeah. too. So I'd like, that's right. I go where Judy goes. They're like connected at the hip. Now, to clarify, when she had one replacement like surgery, romantic partner, we're just always in these like funny pal movies together. Just buddies. You know, like, we're just best buds, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And people are always like, is there a romantic element to it? I'm like, no. We're just best buds. So, what's a movie that you guys are in together? Yeah. Uh, with Judy Dench? Yeah, what's the plot of the movie that you're in together? Okay, so she's in a lot of these, like, like she plays this, the old. Scowly lady. Yeah, she's kind of this grumpy lady, and th- so there will be all these movies where grumpy lady, and I'm like the new fresh kid on the block that's stirring up Here, trouble. Here, Matt, Matt, I think this kind of ties into the movie pitch idea we're kind of having today with uh, kind of a fish out of water story. Oh, that's true, yeah. So uh, maybe this should, why, why don't you pitch us this movie? Movie pitches, bitches. Let's all go to the lobby. Here, I'll, I'll go with H.O. And uh, so it's Judy Dench, mm-hmm. Matt, Fish Out of Water Story. It's called yeah. Hello, Hello, Ollie. Oh, that's good. That's good. Kind of sounds like a Tuesdays with Maury kind of deal. Yeah. Okay, how about this? Okay. Judy Dench's husband has just recently passed, and she is kind of the surly, grumpy lady on the block. Mm-hmm. In moves in Matthew Minor, fresh-faced man, uh of a rubble rouser she calls you ollie yeah well her husband name was named ollie uh, oh no and my name is also ollie what? but but you go by oliver yeah i don't know i just made that put it no it sounds good but we are so different him and i and i just can constantly make her mad of all sorts of things like you know she's raking up the leaves and i just go jump in and be like hey come play with me judy uh that sort of thing and as time goes on though we go from enemies mm-hmm. in the very uh scooby-doo sense well not scooby-doo, scooby-doo like a dennis the menace type uh like a dennis the menace yeah. that's what i'm trying to say well i was gonna say this this plot really works out if you were like eight <laughs> yeah the uh jump in the leaves thing is kind of juvenile i, I could i'm thinking something less juvenile maybe um you could just be like the welfare like man child type thing yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, like maybe I'm really trying to just help her out around the house and stuff. Um, 
but she's having none of that. Yeah. Like she thinks she's capable. She doesn't need anybody. Like you're like and a neighbor like, boy. I'm just so goddamn helpful. And eventually we do. We find uh, a good friendship together. We take walks in the park. And Maybe. the last shot can be like the sun's going down and we're sitting on a bench. And she's like, I'm really glad I met you. Maybe like you um, help her find like a new romantic partner or something that she can kind of get with and maybe she's uh since she's like seems to be playing herself as judy dench maybe she has to like help you like teach you acting things and like you have to Mm -hmm. go for like a school like a play or something oh that's juicy i like that so i'm trying to get into actor school yeah the juilliard of england (laughs) (laughs) acting school and I'm the expert on dating because I'm young and hip, and I show how to use Tinder, yeah. which is a real funny, heartwarming scene. Oh, that's going to be the, the montage for that? Oh, and she has to go right. through the, the modern rigors of dating, mm-hmm. and I have to go through the rigors of... Swipe right, actor. Judy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. You can show her going on all these awful dates that don't go very well. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be like, towards the end, you really realize she's like, yeah, he taught me how to love but you taught me how to live you know oh. where it's like these like yeah. deep yeah. moments where you're on a bench in a park yeah yeah i like it yeah well, the, la- the climax is like <laughs> the climax should be like you uh <laughs> i don't know how this will work her like rushing to get to your opening night but you rushing to get through opening night to get to her wedding <laughs> <laughs> to like give her away. Nice, yeah. It's just like it's been I, complicated. I walk her down thing. the aisle. Okay, who should Judy Dench actually uh, hook up with in the end then? Hmm. Who's a good Colin British Firth. actor? Colin Firth. That could work. Um, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Patrick Stewart would be really good actually. Or who's who's Patrick Stewart's buddy? Ian McKellen. Yeah, Those uh, are, that's another one. Two that's buddies. One. Two yeah. buddies you can't like see. Mm-hmm. What if we get Sean Connery out of out of retirement? Oh, yeah. oh good, good choice, good yeah. choice. Suave. Yeah. And what if we do this like you mentioned Judy Dench could actually be Judy Dench. And maybe my acting skills at the beginning of this movie are really bad. Yeah. And then they gradually improve over time. So it's a real like <laughs> gets real meta. It's yeah. Like, is this real life? We'd have to film <laughs> chronologically. <laughs> Yeah, or just maybe, don't, and you can tell which scenes we shot first because you're awful in them. <laughs> like the climax. The best part is, I could actually probably learn a lot of acting jobs from Judy Dench. I don't oh, think I'm a great actor, and she's pretty awesome. So yeah, she probably yeah. has some good tips for me. Yeah, and she's okay. And Sean Connery can be at, in a at a bench with Judy, and uh, he's like, speaking of the old Ollie, and he goes, "He shan't you to him." And then who sent you to me? <laughs> That's my Sean Connery. Spot on, Sean Connery. Yeah. Hey, can we can we improv a scene? Could you do Judy Dench, Steve? Me? Yeah. Okay. And can you do uh, Sean Connery? You bust your ass like her. And can we do the scene where? Matt, are you going to play? Are you going to play yourself? Well, I, I just want to see this one play out. To be honest. Okay. So could you should be you should first... be if we should do the uh, uh, what is it the. Uh, I can't remember the play. But you're like whispering, like telling her what to say. Okay, yeah, you could do that. Maybe I like I give her an earpiece. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. So I'm trying to like kind of give her tips. Oh, so I have to that? say what, what you 
I have to say what you say. You you feed me the line then. You're feeding me the line. Yes, Judy Dench. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you're right, Sean right. Connery. You're Sean Connery. I think I think for myself. So uh, let's set the scene. I think he's like Where super we're... senile right now. <laughs> so we're. Where meeting... do you think Sean Connery would take Judy Dench to on a first date? On a first date. A Scottish restaurant. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Or a knife store. What if? Okay, here's another scenario setup. What if I play the waiter, like I pretend to work here, yeah, as the waiter to kind of like give you tips and stuff. So we're on a first date at a Scottish restaurant. Scottish restaurant. Is there such a thing as a Scottish restaurant? Have you ever been to a Scottish restaurant? Yeah, it seems like all the Irish. It really seems like a. Scene. It's just probably a pub. It's a pub. Okay. We're at a pub. Okay. But it's a nice pub because they're both celebrities and they're both probably filthy rich. Okay. He's got that bond money. Yeah. Okay. Are you enjoying your beef Wellington, Judy? <laughs> you sound more like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> Do my best. <laughs> it's like, what is this? What is this beef? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and Clarence. Papa beans. <laughs> Although Anthony Hopkins could be a good, uh, another good one for that. Mm-hmm. He's too scary, though. He'd be too scary. He can be very charming, though. I think it's the joy of them. Scary. Let's, let's go back That's to your, he, he's very your Sean Connery Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Are you enjoying your beef Wellington, Judy? Oh, it's ever so delightful. Thank you. The beef is just perfectly cooked. Yes, I do like it here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You, you come here often, then? I spend most of my time at the morgue, but sometimes the, I come here. The morgue? Yes. Why? Back in the day, I spent a lot of time putting people in the morgue. But that's for another time, Judy. What do you like so, to do for fun? So you're just reminiscing, then, of all the people you've killed? <laughs> Beef Wellington always does this to me. <laughs> makes you think of all the people you've murdered? I'd, l- I'd rather not talk about it. Right. What do you do for fun? Oh, what do I do for fun? I, um... I don't know. Perhaps I'll call the, way the waiter over for... I just need a drink. I need to... Hey, uh, can I get you two people a drink? Yes, and also... Oh, I dropped my fork. Could you help me pick it up? Yeah. How's it going, Jody? Oh, it's okay. I don't know. What, what should I say I do for fun? Uh, say that you, like... Outdoor stuff, maybe. Uh, just speak from the heart. Just tell him what you really like to do. Okay. And, uh, uh, make sure you ask ask uh, him about his interests. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. He said he some. He said he likes to go to the morgue. I think that was a reference to that one movie. Ah, uh, what movie was that? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Hold on, I'll find out. Okay, thank <clears throat> you. Uh, what uh, what movies have you been in, Sean Connery? That's a very good question. I have been James Bond uh-huh. for one. Uh-huh. You silly waiter. But the the one with the the, the Morgan line. What was that one? Uh, uh. Oh. Hold yeah. on, I'm gonna go pick up my fork again. Yes. Uh, so he's he's referencing a movie that he can't even remember. <laughs> Is it? Is he thinking of that line from The Untouchables? Yeah, The Untouchables. That's it. They put one of us in the hospital. We put one of theirs in the morgue. He got it, yeah. So oh, maybe, right. uh, 
Maybe talk about that movie a bit. Maybe I should talk about how I'm untouchable. Oh, good one. Oh, maybe Wait. I maybe I should be touchable. I think you probably should be touchable. Okay. Are you touchable? Um, I can be. Ooh. I can still get it wet. Oh, hello, Sean. Yes, um, I got my fork. Um, I remembered some of my interests. I, um, I like <laughs> to go outside, and um, I like to speak from the heart, and um, I like movies like yours, and just because you were in The Untouchables doesn't mean I'm untouchable, if you know what I mean. Geordie, I think you're amazing. I think... Your memory is remarkable. I could not imagine understanding what even I was speaking about earlier. <laughs> does the fact that I can remember things get you turned on? It certainly does. Although I am very worried about how clumsy you seem to be dropping your fork about what? five times since we sit down. Oops, I've dropped it again. Let me go pick it up. He's afraid. Oh, He's... <laughs> He seems to think it weird that I keep dropping my fork on the floor. Oh, that is a good point. I could never love a woman who drops a fork all the time. Oh, no. What should I say? Um. Oh, you better end this one quickly. Just, uh, invite him over to your place. Okay. Oops, Butterfingers, want to come over and bang? Certainly. I can be shaken, not stirred. <laughs> and seen. All right. <laughs> That's really good. I didn't realize they'd be playing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we talked oh, about that a little bit. That's definitely new for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a real meta movie. <laughs> yeah, and we could the who wrote make this, this movie. I think the studios that wrote this movie could do that thing where they uh, make the main celebrities in it have a real relationship. Yeah, and they oh, always yeah, look at the yeah. camera like, like, that, uh, like Andrew Garfield Twilight. and Emma Stone. Yeah, make them date for a little bit, make it seem real. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do that, Jen? I don't know. Okay, what if the studio came to you and was like, I'll give you $5 million if you pretend to date your co-star who is... Um, Dave Franco. Super... Dave Franco. Dave Franco. <laughs> I was going to fill in the sentence with super hot, and then you said <laughs> Dave Franco. I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty oh, okay. good. I thought that was going to be a burn on Dave Franco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were going to say super hot, then you said Dave Franco, and I was... Good with it. <laughs> Dave Franco, because if you're listening. Dave Franco, if you're listening, as long as you lady in the tramp spaghetti all the time, we could make it work. That's the only way I For eat a spaghetti. truckload of money. If you're okay with eating your spaghetti over the course of like two hours. Yeah. Oof. Takes a while. You guys uh, want to jump into the writer's room? <laughs> Do I? Yeah. I've been waiting all night for this. Writer's room. Writer's room. Writer's room. Go around, lads. It's time for the writer's room. Kawabanga. So uh, this is a script I wrote, um, which I guess could fit with the redemption theme, kind of. It's uh, about a couple on their first date and uh, them kind of hitting it off and uh, some conflict arises. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. Don't die, Jen. Inside. We're outside in a park in this daytime. Jack and Jill stroll hand in hand along the park pathway. It's their first date. It's been going very well. They come to a bench and they sit down. 
So I told her it was just a banana in my pocket. So, yeah, then I was single again. Well, that's lucky for me. This has been the best first date I've ever been on. Uh, that makes two of us. We have so much in common. It's crazy. I know. It's like I'm talking to a handsome boy version of myself. Exactly. I bet we like all the same things. Like, uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, uh, Race to Witch Mountain. Uh, mine too. Uh, what's your favorite song? Uh, Mambo number five. Same. <laughs> I like Angela, Pamela, Sandra, and Rita. And as I continue, <laughs> you know the getting sweeter. That is too funny. Too funny. Uh, uh, what's your favorite pasta? Paschetti. What's your favorite pasta? Uh, Paschetti. Uh, what's your favorite word to mispronounce? Burblegurn. <laughs> oh, man. I've never felt this way about anyone before. Me too. This just feels so right. Oh, I know. Uh, what's your favorite book? Kenny, Kenny G. G. Easy solos, Easy solos for, saxophone. for saxophone. What's your favorite defunct NHL team? The, the Cleveland, Cleveland Barons. What's your favorite Abe Lincoln quote? I, I choppy choppy, choppy your pee pee. <laughs> How are you so perfect? I was just gonna ask you the same thing. I know this is. I know this is way too soon to say, but. I am so in love with you. I'm so in love with you, too. I'm already planning our wedding. I'm already thinking what we'll call our kids. I'm already figuring out our grave plugs. <laughs> oh, you're so amazing. Oh, oh, uh, what's your favorite cookie? Chocolate chip. I don't like cookies. What? I don't like them. I've never... Jack stands and walks to a tree. He poses dramatically. Jack? You should go. Jack, I... Just go, all right. Jack, please. I said get the fuck out of here. Heartbroken, Jill stands and runs off. Jack stares out at the water. Tears fill his eyes. Why? Sad music begins playing. There's a montage. Jill sits in bed with a box of tissues. She looks at a framed picture of her and Jack. She cries. <laughs> Jack walks along the city streets looking dejected. Jill sits in a bubble bath. She's still terribly sad. Jack sits on a park bench. He sees a happy couple he sees a happy couple snuggling. Jill, still in the bath, pulls up a plate of spaghetti. She takes a few bites and sighs. Jack, still on the park bench, also pulls up a plate of spaghetti. He too takes a couple of bites and sighs. Jill balls her eyes out as she watches Race to Witch Mountain. Jack balls his eyes out as he reads Kenny G, easy solos for saxophone. Jill sits with a cookie. She tries to eat it, but can't bring herself to do it. <laughs> Jack sits with a box of cookies. He looks at a garbage can. He drops the box into the garbage. Jill tries to eat the cookie. It touches her lips. She almost throws up. Jack leaves the room. After a moment, he rushes back in and begins eating the cookies from the garbage. All right, we're back in the park. It's daytime. Jack is sitting on a park bench. He tears up a piece of bread and tosses it in front of him. He sighs and tosses a full slice of bread. There's a hobo sleeping in front of the bench, covered in bread. He sighs again and looks around the park. Something catches his eye. Jill is sitting at another bench, also tossing bread at a hobo. She turns and locks eyes with Jack. She perks up. Jack stands up. 
He strains out his jacket and moves to meet her. They meet in the middle. Hello. Hi. You're looking well. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. I uh, couldn't help but notice you were taking part in one of my favorite park act- part my one of my favorite park activities. Bread bum. Yes. I also took note of that with you. I saw you were running out of bread. I was, but I don't need your bread. I'm my own breadwinner. I'm a strong, independent woman. I know you are, but I'd like to share my bread with you. I'd like to share everything I have with you. I'd like to believe that, Jack, but I can't. She turns her back. I'm sorry for what I said the other day. It was stupid. I just... I made a mistake. Those minutes we spent together were the best minutes of my life. She turns back to face him. Mine too. I I want this to work. I really do. I don't know who else I could ever have a connection like this with. Maybe my celebrity crush. Ryan Seacrest? (laughs) Ryan Seacrest. You are perfect. Absolutely perfect. Plus, there's no one else I'd like to have slurp on my noodle. Oh, what is this? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> we should have had you proofread this beforehand. Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> Matt, tag in. Okay. No, I'll give you that line again. Yeah, you do it. You are perfect. Absolutely perfect. Plus, there's no one else I'd like to have slurp on my noodle. <laughs> Ooh, I know I don't like them. But I've got a hot cookie for you to nibble on. Oh, oh, no, no, I don't do that. Get the fuck away from me. And scene. Yeah. (laughs) We can seamlessly integrate that, probably. (laughs) Yeah, well, I have a really good Jen impression, so I think that will cut together well. Sorry about that. That's okay. (laughs) There are just some things a lady doesn't say on a podcast. I kind of (laughs) forgot how this ended. At the beginning, I'm like, does this get weird? I thought it was pretty wholesome. That was very funny scripts. That's a really funny script, Stephen. That was great, Stephen. Thanks, guys. Any more praise? I like the montage a lot. I my favorite part, I think, is that Abe Lincoln quote. (laughs) It's such a classic. Let me pull that up again. (laughs) Abe Lincoln, I choppy choppy your pee pee. Oh man, (laughs) so good. That's good. I just I remember reading that in history class and thinking, Abe Lincoln, what? What a like genius, eloquent man. Eloquent, yeah. Genius. That was like the perfect way to sum up the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> <laughs> and in summary, I choppy choppy is your PP. <laughs> now, a word from our sponsor. All right, today's sponsor is Bud Butterson's Buddy Rental Service. Do you have no friends? Do you have some friends who are especially flaky? Do you have imaginary friends? If so, Bud Butterson's Buddy Rental is for you. Howdy, it's me, Bud Butterson. Uh, Bud Butterson's Buddy Rental Service. (laughs) What kind of buddies we got? We got all kinds of buddies. Best buddies, tall buddies, short buddies, fat buddies, funny buddy duddies, bed buddies, big buddies, bus buddies, bum buddies. 
Buddies to get you through the day. Buddies to kick you to the curb. Buddies to pick you up, dust you off, take you to the bar, get a drink, and find yourself a girl. Be like, hey, he's a good guy. You should go out with him. He's a good guy. He's got a car. I hope you got a car. You don't got a car. You can get a buddy with a car. That's the kind of buddy you can get at Bud Bud Butterson's Buddy Rental Service. We know, we know what we know what Bud Butterson's Buddy Service. We're gonna have a best buddy for you. You can rent our buddies for a day, for an hour, for two hours, for the weekend, for up to three years. The longer you rent them, the more likely they are to just hang out with you and be a buddy for life. This weekend we got a special deal where you buy one buddy, get two buddies free. The best buddy code is Bud Buddies. <laughs> Go into Bud Butterson's Best Buddy Rentalservice.com and type in offer code Bud Buddies to get two buddies free for the price of one. Ooh, I'm so happy. My buddies are tickling me right now. All the buddies I got are organic free trade buddies. You want to be having as good a time as I am? Come down to Bud Butterson's Best Buddy Rental Service. And we'll see you next time. This Bud's for you. Oh, and we're back. We're back. Uh, back from break. Bud Butterson sounds like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, um, I think there's a guest in. I have to go to the bathroom, though. I should have went on the break, but uh, I didn't uh, take my camera. Do you guys just want to interview uh, this fella? His name's, yeah, uh, no, we can take over. His name's Richard Licker. Okay. Um, I'm sure you guys will get to know him and have some fun. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, right. you go to the washroom. I'll, what does this guy do? Uh, I'll kick off the interview. Oh, we'll find out. Oh, okay. All right. He's our guest. Okay, so today we have a special guest in this studio. Hey. Uh, Richard Licker. Is that that's right? That's right. That's me, Richard Licker. Though uh, most people will call me uh, Lockjaw Ricky. Uh, why do they call you that? Well, you see, I... Uh, I was down in uh, Florida once. I was down at the uh, Disney World there hanging around. I was on that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, ride and uh, picked up tetanus and scurvy. So now I got my uh, jaw locked up real tight. Sometimes it's uh, real stiff. Can't really open it too much. Can't really uh, move my hands sometimes, my fingers. I try my best, but sometimes it's tough. You know, I, you know, I got that scurvy down there. And, uh, you know, people told me, you got to, you know, Ricky, you got you to gotta take some of that vitamin C. And uh, people talking like, People talking like it grows on trees down there in Florida is vitamin C, but I ain't find no vitamins, vitamin C in Florida. Them people is crazy. So I'm I'm wondering about having lockjaw must be a really tough disability to deal with in life. How do you eat? Well, you know, you gotta blend stuff down. Uh, into like a paste almost. You can slurp it up with a straw real good. Now I do I'm a you know, some people call me a vagrant or a drifter, I suppose, sometimes. So, you know, I gotta kinda you know, find uh, find my food when I can, you know, digging through trash. Sometimes you gotta, I mean, sometimes you might find a rat or something just to, just to kind of get that. You want to cook that till it's almost dusty. Mm-hmm. And then you can just kind of slurp that up, sometimes snort it, get those nutrients you need, you know? Yeah, so it sounds like you've been here and there. Uh-huh. Uh, so have you been traveling all your life? When did that start? Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, knew I, uh, I grew up uh, around the rails. Uh, back in the 80s, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, around the rails in the 80s, you know, I kind of grew up, you know, uh, you know, broken home, got out of there, got out of Bel Air real quick, uh, headed out, uh, out east coast, you know, around them rails, and, uh, 
Yeah, I just grew up on the street. I found that was a lot for me, you know, kicking around, town to town, bumming around, uh, meeting friends. I solve crime sometimes. That's fun I do. So, is that a life that you'd recommend our listeners to partake in? You know, the the, the vagrant life. It's not going to be for everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I I I'm wise enough to know that. I don't know if if. Well, Jan, you might be able to, to handle this just looking at you. You might be able to. Man, I don't know. You look kind of too fancy for it. Mm. You like to sleep on like some uh, Egyptian Egyptian cotton sheets, probably, for a high thread count. Jan, though, I could see you uh, roughing up a potato sack or even <laughs> some old newspaper. And just, yeah, I, uh, I, I've never had that as a compliment before, but... Um, oh, sure, it's a compliment. I... I I, I guess I could rough it. Um, uh, sure. What do you do when you get lonely? Well, you know, sometimes on the road it's going to be lonely, but that thing about being a vagrant, you know, that we got our own kind of society out there. You know, there's all kinds of people you you meet. You know, I got a I got a band full of people. Uh, we would like to make music. We got uh, my buddies uh, uh, Rico Squawkbox and uh, Ginger Molasses. Uh, uh, little Clem, he's a good one. We got uh, Miss June July, she's real nice, real sweetheart. Uh, my buddy Dougie, Dougie, <laughs> Dougie Dougal Trousers. <laughs> he's real laugh. He makes me crack up just thinking about him. So you know, yeah, we get we get we get out there. The thing you gotta worry about uh, being on your own sometimes is the the animals that'll come after you. You know. Uh, you know, raccoons or, or, or rats and uh, sometimes even coyotes. So uh, what you got to do to get rid of them, you got to pee yourself because uh, your urine will kind of, well, first you got to drink wolf urine because uh, then that urine will go through you, pee almost like a, a wolf, like almost like a werewolf urine. It's like half man, half wolf, and that'll scare off anything. It will attract wolves. Uh, so sometimes you don't want to do that if you uh, in wolf country. Uh, uh, so I have a question. Um, uh-huh. Follow up to that. How do does one acquire wolf urine? Wolf urine? Well, you know, you can either there's there's two two uh, two ways to do it. Only two ways. So one way you find a wolf. You wait till they drinking a lot of water. You get your bottle nice and ready. This one's, you're going to get bit sometimes. The other time is <laughs> you meet someone who lives in a zoo. And uh, you get that connection on the inside. They collect wolf urine all the time. They just got jars of it in zoos. And you just kind of give them what they want. You just get that wolf urine. Uh, I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I miss here? You solve mystery sometimes? Yeah, I solve mystery sometimes. I like to go town to town. You know, sometimes something's going on there, and uh, you know, you gotta find out what's going on and, and take care of it. Sometimes uh, the police don't know. You you know that show, uh, Littlest Hobo. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of like that, but I'm not the littlest hobo. I'm like a, a more of a mid-sized to to medium hobo. Uh, go around making friends, uh, solving crimes, doing stuff like that. Actually, uh, I know you guys do a poetry thing on here. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. If you have a poem, we'd love to hear it. I that. got a poem kind of talks a bit about my life and uh, talks about a crime I solved once. I thought maybe I could read that for you guys. Oh, that'd yeah. be fantastic. Let's get that out here. It's on some cardboard. 
Try to get your writing materials where you can get them. <laughs> All right. So this is a poem. Thank you guys for uh, having me on here. Yeah, take it away, Ricky. <clears throat> Most people will call me Lockjaw Ricky. Picked up tetanus and scurvy down in the house of Mickey. Nicked myself on that old pirate ride, and now my jaw is locked up real tight. Some call me a vagrant, some call me a drifter. I've been called a con artist, a thief, and a grifter. I've traveled all over, I've been coast to coast, but grifting and drifting's not what I love most. So what do I do to fill up my time? Find me some trouble? Solve me some crime? Kidnapping, extortion, or guys robbing banks? I don't do it for money, just for the thanks. Just made my way back from down in Mississippi. A madman was slicing up misses and hippies. Police searched and searched. I too took a gander. According to reports, he looked like Zoolander. I see found a man moving about sort of strange. I could tell from his actions he was quite deranged. He stepped into light. He looked like Ben Stiller. That's when I knew I'd found the town's killer. His eyes locked on mine. They're caught in a trance. Called me the prettiest girl at the spring harvest dance. Something in those eyes I could see wasn't right. And that's when I noticed his pants growing tight. Looking at me like he was expecting some action. His hands at his waist, his pants came unfastened. It was easy to see for what he was hoping, but too bad for him, because my jaw just won't open. He lunged. <laughs> he he lunged forward at me, but I landed a punch. He dropped to his knees and up came his lunch. I knew what to do. I didn't call the cops. I took him out with two well-placed shots. The life left his eyes. That was the end of that perv. My work was finished now that justice was served. Another crime solved. Another big win. I took my trophy and peeled off his skin. Left him in a ditch and got back on the road. And just like my jaw... That's another case closed. That's a poem I wrote. Thank you. That was great. That's a true story. What a slice of life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sliced off his life real good. (laughs) So where are you off to next, Ricky? Well, you know, I'm probably going to be heading up north, maybe down south, maybe east or west. I don't know. That's the life. You know, you you just find a direction. You just go that way. Well, thank you so much for dropping by. Yeah, yeah. your poem was uh, really remarkable. That was, thank you, thank was you. Really, uh, Steve never writes poems that good, so... Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. W- we would love to have you on again. Well, it's nice to hear a poem with a bit of taste. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's a amateur at best. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. not as good as that. Well, thanks for dropping by, and uh, good luck with your travels. Thank you. I'll see you guys down the road. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hey, Steve, you're back. You just missed uh, Richard Licker. Oh, did I? Lockjaw Ricky Drop. Oh. yeah. Oh, shit, I was in the bathroom for a while. Yeah. You would have really liked him. Yeah? Is he cool? Like, cool stories? He kind of smelled like pee. Uh, yeah. yeah I thought that, too. Um, turns out he, like, collects wolf pee or something like that. Oh, But yeah. he is really good at poems. Like, scary oh, poems. Oh, really? Yeah, I think you would have been into it. Oh, shit. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to listen yeah. to it back once we're done. Yeah. Well, maybe. It's the next franchise. Harry Potter, Fast and Furious, Twilight, Spider-Man. French toast!
<laughs> All right, uh, something else we like to do here is come up with the next great film franchise. And yes. uh, we take take some uh, some objects or some some uh, some franchises that are maybe not uh, some products that aren't uh, movies yet, but we think, hey, we can make that happen. If there's based on emojis and toys now, we can do this. So, uh, Matt, what do you what do you, what do you think for the franchise? What do you what do you got? Well, I was thinking, what about a toy that everybody knows, um, and is kind of an object of mystery for some? Anal beads. What? Yeah, so do anal beads the movie. Right. Yeah. Well, I, that's great. I know great someone idea. I know there was a big director on that, but he pulled out. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, what did you Rubik's Cube, is that what you said? I was gonna say Rubik's Cube. Okay. But that sounds like a good movie too. I think So Rubik's think, Cubes, yeah. you know, we, we all know what they are and do you know how to solve a Rubik's Cube? I d I don't know the algorithm, no. I was gonna. That's on my list of things to do this year, so I gotta get cracking. Yeah. So when so I what think, you guys, sorry, hit it. I guess yeah. When I think Rubik's cube, I mean, I guess I could go a few ways. You could go like a horror way, kind of like a Hellraiser thing where you have to solve the puzzle, like open or close something, mm-hmm. trap a demon or something, mm-hmm. or um, it could be like an intricate kind of like, uh, what are those Nicolas Cage movies? Like where National Treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to like yeah. solve. Like maybe he's like sent back to the eighties or something. Mm-hmm. We could do like we could build like a, a universe there, like the uh, mm-hmm. Marvel universe, where like mix like national treasure with like <laughs> start the Rubik's cube universe, then realize Rubik's cubes is set inside the national treasure universe. Whoa! He's got to so go back and together? like the original Rubik's cube is like <laughs> something like <laughs> it's gonna solve a huge puzzle. Maybe we can work in the Da Vinci Code too. Yeah, for sure. Robert Langdon and Nicholas Cage working on. <laughs> so what if we take like so Rubik's cube was just I think invented in the seventies or eighties. Yeah. But what if what if we pitch it as like it wasn't like what if it's like something that was an old artifact that we ancient. found, it's ancient and like what does it all mean? Yeah. And then we say that it's on the American bill or something, Isla National Treasure, and be like, what does this symbol mean? Nine by nine. <gasps> by six <laughs> right and then because everyone thinks that only geniuses can solve Rubik's Cubes it's like we have to find the smartest men and women out there to solve this thing it's like Tom Hanks from the Da Vinci Code mm-hmm. and Nicolas Cage from <laughs> <laughs> National Treasure yeah we assemble the geniuses of they our... like start off as like kind of enemies like both trying to get it to... oh that's good yeah. Kind of an Indiana Jones and that other guy thing. Yeah. Or like Tango and Cash. Yeah. <laughs> I like your go-to is Indiana Jones. And mine's like Tango and Cash. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. At least you know their names. All I can say is Indiana Jones and that other guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can't remember his name. Han Solo. Han Solo. So what happens when they crack the code and, and open this Rubik's uh, Cube? Oof. Yeah, what would the that's a great national treasure lead up. But yeah, what actually happens when they when they actually figure out how to solve the Rubik's Cube? And who does it? There's who like could... another puzzle inside. Whoa. Left mm-hmm. by the ancient Egyptians. And it's just one of those Chinese finger traps. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trapped together for life. No. Buddy movie. <laughs> and 
it's like the, there's two more movies and they're just like always stuck. <laughs> so you have to try to figure out how to get that off. Yeah, maybe each movie ends with them having to solve another toy riddle. Yeah. So it's a series. I love the idea of Tom Hanks being stuck with uh, Nick Cage. Nick Cage for life. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've ever. I, I don't know that they would get along. I, I would love to see that that pair. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. Tom Hanks is like this professor type person who may be more serious or intellectual, mm-hmm. and Nick Cage is the always the one. Yeah, the wild man, kind of like in that movie. What's the one where he's like the booze? Oh, wicker man. man wicker man he's wicker man crazy in this and having like hallucinations <laughs> wicker like maybe, man crazy maybe one of the things he tries to do is like have mushrooms to sort of like you know understand the universe a little mm. bit better and understand the ancient uh code that he needs mm-hmm. to crack and he just goes wicker man crazy and tom hanks is like not having it he's an intellectual this is not da vinci copernicus isaac yeah. newton yeah, use the stars. Use the... I just have a great new idea. What if they find out that both of them are descended from Rubik, who's an old... <laughs> like they're relatives? Yeah, so they find out. It's kind of what that like, Tom Hanksy twist at the end. Oh, man, that'd be great. From the Da Vinci Code. It'd be pretty funny, because I could just see Nick Cage being like, we're brothers? And he's like, no. <laughs> we're not brothers. This is not what this means. Hold on, yeah. can you do that, uh, that impression again? We're brothers. Spot, spot on. on. Guys, I can you can you do a conversation between Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage? I'll give it a try. Uh, Sean Connery walks into a bar. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I want to hear the punchline to that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm doing an impression. Sean Connery walks into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes in and he goes, "This is a bartender here. I need to see a man about a horse." And then Nick Cage is like, I'm the bartender here, and things are getting a little crazy for my liking. A yes. little a little crazy for not too crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Getting a little crazy no, no, for... Steve, you do your impression of Nick Cage. Do it. Uh that was I don't know if Oh, I don't know. Please, so good. please. I'll try to say exactly what you said. <laughs> I'm, oh, oh, it's weird hearing myself. Okay, I'm the owner of the bar, and things are getting uh, crazy for how I like it. (laughs) Sean Connery. Can you do Nick Cage's reaction to finding out he's, like, related to Tom Cruise? Or, not Tom Cruise, Tom Tom Hanks. Oh... <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no words, just ho. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I can't so to recap, here. let's try to summarize this movie for this. Do let's do. Let's do the elevator pitch. The yeah. elevator pitch. Matt, do the elevator pitch. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. Rubik's cube. It's mm-hmm. about two men, very different men, played by Tom Hanks and Nicolas Cage. And they are trying to find the meaning of the Rubik's Cube. And through being able to figure out how to solve it, it takes them through. Ding! This is my floor. I'm going to get off. And they're related in the end. And Rubik's is. Wait, what? Did you say they're related at the end? Yeah, that's the. That's Hold the, the door. Catch. Let me get back on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's for a terrible pitch. Let's, uh, let's have someone else do it. Steven, go. Uh. 
Uh, okay, we got... Uh, so it's called Rubik's Cube. It's about a Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube was not actually invented in the uh, 80s. It was invented by uh, the ancient Sumerians way back in the ancient Sumeria times. And uh, uh, there's an eclipse that's going to happen and this big world-changing event. So uh, uh, Tom Hanks from The Da Vinci Code and Nicolas Cage from uh, the National Trevor Treasure movies. National Trevor... <laughs> the national treffer movies uh they have to team up and uh they're like a real uh you know oddball pairing like salt and pepper uh they don't go together Ding. oh it's shit oh, okay it's my floor too actually i'll get off with you and keep talking <laughs> um so they have to team up and uh, try to solve the cube and stop the uh the global disaster and uh and then the brothers are the what <laughs> hold the hold the whoa whoa yeah can you can you say that again they're uh they're brothers no. Whoa. Yeah. Twist. Whoa. Yeah. We let's get uh, let's get that. Get Spielberg on the line. Let's get Spielberg on the horn. <laughs> All right, Jen. You got to do your elevator pitch. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> there are two brothers. Oh shit! Ruined the whole thing. Uh, no, no, go back. Um. Oh, the stairs in, are closed. In an epic new movie this summer, we have Tom... Cru I keep saying Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. We couldn't get Tom Cruise. Oh. Uh, and uh, National Treasure, <laughs> Nick Cage, uh, they team up to solve a Rubik's Cube. But this is not any other Rubik's Cube that you're familiar with. It was not invented in the 70s. It was actually by the Sumerians. Uh, and... Turns out it mirrors the tectonic plates of the universe. So if if they can't figure it out, there's going to be earthquakes times a million. And something real bad's going to happen. Um, so they have to figure it out together. But the two don't get along very well. Um, uh, Tom Hanks is all professor, like, wah, 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 wah. And then uh, Nick Cage is very like, dude, we should do some mushrooms and figure it out. I'm sounding like Phil Clinton there. Um, <laughs> Neither of you look like that's the case. Um, but he's like, yeah, we should do some mushrooms and figure out this cube. Um, and it's not going very well for them. But then they make a breakthrough and they open the cube and the audience will never guess what happens next. They stop the earthquakes times a million. Earthquakes times a million. <laughs> they stop them? Well, <clears throat> to watch and find out. They eventually... I like how it kind of turned into a 2012 kind of movie there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta have something about tech tectonic plates. It is a Rubik's cube, after all. That does make, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. That's a great touch. Earthquakes times a million. You know, be great ending is uh, they spend all this time trying to solve it, and then some like nerdy kid just walks up and looks at it for like two seconds and just like, and they're like, yeah, they just look at it, they just both turn to the camera like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the whole time they're ignoring the fact that. There's lots of people know how to solve a Rubik's Cube. It's an alternate universe where they think that no one solved it yet. Yeah. <laughs> an alternate universe where Rubik's Cubes are a thing, but nobody can do them. <laughs> uh, all right, that's uh, that's sure to be a hit. Um, I think so. That's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. We are uh, plumb out of time. Um I want to say thank you for you guys for uh, for doing this, for uh, coming down to the studio. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, it's been thank a great you. time. Um, 
you know, we, we, we like to do all kinds of videos and stuff. You guys can check us out. If you're listening, you can check us out on, uh, on YouTube, the SNM experience. We got all kinds of videos. You can like us on Facebook at the SNM experience. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, Friendster. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Uh, Live Journal. Um, Tumblr. MySpace. MySpace. Um, Orcut. That used to be a thing. Oh, I don't even know what that is. I think it was popular in Brazil. Are we on mm. Peach? What is that one called? No, nah, you got me there. Don't yeah. know what that is. I think that's a thing. Anyways, we're on lots of stuff. Check us out. If you're listening to this and like it, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. That's a big thing now we're doing. And, uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, do you guys want to say goodbye to anybody? Or or plug your own Twitters? No. No, not really. I just, uh, I actually got to go soon because I did a Bud Buds and uh, Friend Rental and I'm meeting up with them very soon. So. Oh. Yeah. Guess yeah. we're uh, not good enough. I just wanted to explore my options. Right, yeah. Maybe uh, of fish in the sea. Maybe we can get a different buddy for uh, the next episode, Matt. I think so. That'd be a great idea. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Mm. I yeah. don't know. Mm. I, I just wanted yeah. to go to a movie with a short buddy. No, I get it. It'd be different. Right. So you can cut to the front line. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Because we're tall. Fine. You got a tall buddy beside you, I guess. That's, you know, tired of tall. Yeah. Gotta go short. Well... I don't know. I just thought I'd mm-hmm. try it. It's fine. It. You don't have to explain yourself. Thanks. Yeah. I use the discount code. I get a second buddy next month for free. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I got two buddies. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. I haven't met them. I, it could go terribly. Okay. Did you sign up for three years? Uh, No. I just did... Uh, How long did I get? Six hours. I can spread it out. It doesn't all have to be in the same time. Jen, you have commitment issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, what if I hate them? It's going to be really weird. You should have done the free trial. What? There's a free trial? Yeah. No one ever mentioned this. Oh, yeah. That's how I met Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that seemed to work out pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I have high hopes. This could be my new best buddy. Yeah, I guess we come around on this idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, you dipshits, get the fuck out of here. Touch me, Grandpa.